This week on Small Town Scuttlebutt, our friend Mark Riley returns to the basement for more spirited conversation. We talk about the comedy movie he wrote called Penalty Box, based on being a professional hockey referee, and also being cast in other projects like The Boston Strangler. Mark is a teacher at a Montessori school, so we talk a little bit about the latest developments in the never-ending ladies controversy involving the East Hampton Mass School Committee. And we do a deeper dive reflecting on the most viewed TED Talk by Sir Ken Robinson that asks, do schools kill creativity? Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Royal Pizza. Fresh ingredients, low prices, delicious meals, Royal Pizza. And by Mario's Lawn Care. Some people enjoy yard work. For everybody else, there's Mario's Lawn Care. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, welcome back to another edition of Small Town Scuttlebutt, the only podcast in the entire world called Small Town Scuttlebutt, and we react to the overreactions of small town problems. I'm so excited today because it's, first of all, it's it's officially spring, and I know this because the tulips are popping, and uh, the weather's great. Unfortunately, it's another vacation, and my kids are home. <laughs> And that's why I hide in the basement with my friends. Across the table is Liz, tell it like it is, daily. And to my left is a returning guest and a friend of mine and my comedy mentor, Mark Riley, who was on a couple weeks ago. We were talking about comedy. Now we're going to talk about comedy and also his... uh, his role as a teacher and some opinions on that. So, guys, good morning. How's it going? It's great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another sign of the spring is all the sidewalk truck everywhere. Oh yeah, so right. I you know see my some in your driveway. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> they have a roundabout at the top of the driveway. Typical Massachusetts mm-hmm. road design, right? And then they got the stop sign and and then <laughs> they're outside playing. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. That's that's you know? the best thing. You, mm-hmm. you, you kick them out. I t- my kids. Oh, this is funny. Took the kids on the rail trail yesterday. They found a rope swing. Oh, really? Yep. And they were hanging off the rope swing. And basically, you go across the river, a little stream, and then you come back to the bank and then just pass it off. It mm-hmm. wasn't like you plunge into the water. And this old man comes walking up in a cane, and he's like, that's what I need to see. Aww. Kids playing outside. I was just at the mall. <laughs> I had to get a new case for my phone. And it was packed with kids yeah. inside. It was ridiculous. And I thought to myself, holy shit, you are me from the future. Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> this is where I'm going to land. Yeah. Well, before I left to come here, Will was like, can you take me to the mall when you get home? And I'm like, oh, fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd rather have him out of the house with friends yeah. than in my house and, you know, on Snapchat all day. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's going to be a really nice day. Can't you do something outdoors? But no, mall culture. It's yeah. back in a big way. <laughs> yeah. And that's been a thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, my kids are all adults now, and they, they used to go to the mall all yeah. the time. And, you know, now you can go and loot, and apparently it's okay. <laughs> so, that's, I, was, uh, I was at the South Shore Plaza yesterday, and I'm looking around going, meh, I could take something. Yeah. What are they going to do? <laughs> but then I remembered I have a bad back and can't run. Can't run, right. <laughs> I'd, get, I'd get caught. So... <laughs> I, I paid. That's funny. <laughs> Did you guys like going to the mall when you were kids? Loved it. Loved it. I oh, grew, up yeah. in, grew up in Concord, New Hampshire. We had the Steeplegate Mall. 
it uh, probably was established in like 1990, and uh, I could walk to the mall. This oh, wow. Was, this was sick. That's right. Huge. You can walk to the mall. And uh, I remember the big grand opening. Mark, you'll appreciate this. Mike Arruzioni oh, was, like, was like the big the yeah. big guy, like who like cut the ribbon and made a speech, you know, mm-hmm. something inspirational. Like he somehow tied in the 1980 US Olympic hockey team to the gap opening over here. I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's brilliant. Brilliant. America's yeah. guest. Yeah. Right. It's a triumph. <laughs> yeah. But if you go up to visit my parents now, the that mall is empty. It yeah, is, I think is, COVID did a number on a lot of malls and yeah. a lot of stores closing. I mean, it's, it's just depressing. I got an idea. Uh, let's solve the homeless problem and yep. let's put them in like the closed down Nordstrom's and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, Mark. Or Neiman Marcus. That's the one that's closed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad you idea. You a ton of people in there. You you're, know? You're right. Just, and how much would it cost to Put up a couple of partition walls, mm-hmm. you know, and just give people some privacy and right. have like a community, like just a college dorm kind of a right. setup. Right. You don't need like your own suite or your own mm-hmm. apartment, but community kind of living. No, yeah, why not? Problem is sometimes homeless people don't want that. Yeah, I think, you know, if- I didn't mean to bring up a <laughs> unfun topic, by the way. I'm just I, throwing out a nice philo- <laughs> yeah. philanthropic idea. Or like a shelter for families who are leaving an abusive situation, I think those people need help. I think if you're, again, we're going down a negative path here, but if you're truly homeless, I think there's a mental health issue there that you're maybe not really looking to, or you don't have the capacity to change your scenario. Yeah. Well, can I bring it back? Because I opened with tulips. Yeah. (laughs) I know. How do we get to homeless people living in Neiman Marcus? That's what we do on this podcast. Like, all of a sudden, we're like, we took, like, 11 left turns, and I have no idea where we are right now. That's That's great. Well, I'm psyched that we got Mark here today. When we did our podcast last time, it was, seemed like yesterday we were on school vacation, right? And yeah. That was like six weeks ago, I think, or eight weeks ago. That was like two months ago. Time flies. But anyway, Liz wasn't able to be here, so I'm glad glad that we're all here together. And we talked a lot about just hockey and, and sports and um, what else we talked about, like comedy and stuff like that, right? But Liz listened to the episode, and, and what was your take? We we weren't ta- We weren't talking enough about all the other things, right? His book, mm-hmm. his movie. Yeah, his, and there was so much. Well, that's why I said, like, love education. to have him back so I can participate, and I think feel like there's so much more to dig into here, right. you know, along your role as an educator and a parent and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm like, a complex yeah. individual. Mm-hmm. You, you are very layered. <laughs> you basically right. just can't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just keep moving, keep doing stuff. Can't find one job that pays enough, so right. I do four. So, it's all good. <laughs> I got this thing here from Boston Casting that um, a previous guest oh, yes. said yeah. to me, uh, Julie Daroshinsky. Mm-hmm. Cousin Julie. Cousin Julie. Um, did you know about this? It's a movie coming up? No. I'm going to I'm gonna throw my hat in. You should. Room. Why I'm, not? I'm in uh, Boston Strangler, by the way. Are you? You are? Hulu, yeah. Oh, are you serious? Awesome. For I, all of about four seconds, but... What did you do? I just... I was a bystander when um, Kira Knightley's walking into the brownstone there oh wow and uh i had the scally cap on and i did the wrong thing looked at the camera twice so that i get my face on there (laughs) (laughs) they tell you not to do that but i'm like yeah no that's not right this is yeah my opportunity (laughs) what uh i don't i I can't really see but this is just a like a movie thing yeah they're looking for uh comedians and uh improv actors to just kind of fill some bit parts in a upcoming piece i i've never uh What's it like, casting? 
You just oh, it's, it's a nightmare. It's just boring. Is that, what's, oh, yeah. what's your experience? It's, like, what was it like? You're all, okay, so you're in a Hulu movie. Let's let's start with that. Well, that was just a, an extra thing. That was through mm-hmm. um, Jody Purdy casting, and it was just you know one of those things where you show up and you're there all day, and they did that take like probably ten times, mm-hmm. you know, and and it was all day on that one street, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's 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 fun when you go and read for this stuff though. A lot of these things, the way the business works, they're already cast. Uh-huh. You know, and, you know, they they bring in so many people to read for a certain part. And by chance, if you're that person that they're looking for, you know, um, they, they were cast in a referee for the Dunkin' Donuts commercial, a uh, hockey referee yep. for the one Pasta did, Pasta Knock did. Oh, right. And so it's like, all right, you, you know, hello. Right. And uh, I, the director loved me. I, I corrected him on some things. He was giving away 10-minute penalties for stuff you know cross-checking or whatever and i'm like dude this is not right yeah and we got we had a great talk and everything Mm -hmm. and then um it i didn't get it Mm -hmm. you know um they gave it to a union guy and he was barely in the commercial so Mm -hmm. it wasn't a big deal but it kind of you know it's it's whacked my buddy jimmy dunn who who's been in a couple of sitcoms he has if you ever want an education on how the business works Mm -hmm. he's the guy to talk to because it's it's insane what you have to go through uh, if you're not already established, mm-hmm. you know, but it's fun. You know, you go and, you know, you. I've, I've read for a bunch of things, but. Is that something you, you want know. to pursue acting or? Oh, you I'd, lo- yeah, no, okay. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to do movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That would yeah. be a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's cool. You know, it's 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 a good experience mm-hmm. to go through, but you got to go into it with the right attitude. Like, you know, it's uh you know, I just read for uh, uh, a part in the new Ted series that's going to be coming out on. I don't know if it's Hulu or Netflix or whatever. Uh, Seth MacFarlane's doing it. Oh wait, we're oh talking based about- on the movie Ted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, I read for Dennis the Dump Truck, <laughs> uh, who's this snarky racist dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm not sure why someone thought of me. But <laughs> I, I nailed it. I know that. So, um, so we'll see what happens with that. But it's fun to read. You know, read for stuff. And mm-hmm. every everyone wants a Boston accent now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and certain people can do them, and certain people have them. Mm-hmm. And do you cringe when you hear non-Boston? Born uh, actors do the accent because I do. <laughs> Fever Pitch was one of the worst things to list, you know, watch. Mm-hmm. Just because mm-hmm. I, I love Jimmy Fallon, but yeah. dude, you're not from Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you know, and you can't fake it. Yeah, I, I don't think you can fake it. Um, so, I mean, certain people like uh, City on a Hill. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. He did a really good job, I felt like. At times, though, he goes over the top, mm-hmm. you know, but he, he, did a, he did a nice job. So they, you know, I guess it can be done. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, Boston, we, we're, we're so provincial and so, right. you know, protective of stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we are the only ones that can do this and we're the only ones. That, exactly. But yeah. it's, it, it, that's the neat part of growing up here is like you have that, you know, passion and mm-hmm. like I'll never wear another sports team's shirt. Mm-hmm. It's just been a rule of mine. I think yeah. my father instilled in me that you don't buy shirts or hats from other teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just so stupid, but <laughs> no, my, you know some of the other logos are cool, right? Yeah. My like, son's super into baseball hats, and he's got baseball hats from oh, different mm-hmm. teams, different whatever. And my parents took him to the mall a couple <laughs> years ago, oh. and he wanted to buy a Lakers hat. And my dad is hard 
hardcore Celtics. Like, yeah. had season tickets mm-hmm. when we were growing up, took us to games. He actually took my son to his first, Celtic, mm-hmm. first Celtics game. And my father's like, you can have anything else in the store, but I will not buy you that. <laughs> I love that. And there it is right there. Yes. That's right. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's part of our DNA here in New England. I think so. Well, speaking of sports, I read, first of all, I would, okay, you wrote Penalty Box. And it's uh, it's the what do you call it the manuscript right uh, script. script script yeah it's a movie and a feature length full movie it's like 130 pages I read it and it's supposed to be 90 is that's it a, yeah that's what they say that, like but there's just so much exposition yes in explaining because mm-hmm. if a non hockey person reads that mm-hmm. they're not going to understand if you just I understand you know yeah. Um, because my my buddy John Siemens, who wrote it with me, mm-hmm. he's like a writer. He won an award for the uh, Woods Hole Film Festival oh, wow. in the air. Like okay. he's, you know, I worked with him at the Parks Department years ago for uh-huh. Bo- in Boston when I was refereeing, mm-hmm. and told him about the idea. And you know, like five years later, he calls me up and says, "What do you do with that? Yeah. Nothing." Yeah. So we sat and wrote it, and um, you know, he's he's like, "It's got to. We got to. Um, we got to." I don't know if I can say kill your babies. That's what the term is in mm-hmm. writing, mm-hmm. where you have scenes that you cut out. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. I'm going to be canceled for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, although I'm not famous to be canceled, so yeah. cancel me. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll get some publicity. But um, so you got to cut out like we. That thing was 160 pages when we first finished it, but we had to cut out certain stuff, and um, and it's hard to do because yeah. that's my life. Yep. That's all true mildly embellished sure, you know sure. um some of the scenes didn't go exactly the way they are in there uh-huh. like i didn't actually beat up the alligator mascot yeah in Louisiana <laughs> on the ice yeah. but i did chase him off the ice that's awesome and try to knock down his dressing room door for messing with me but yeah. um it, it's all stuff that happened and mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's personal yeah i would just like to give some comments about it they better be positive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love the characters. The character Hillbilly is oh. is that's a real guy. True, 100 percent practicing hillbilly. Yeah, uh, and he's a referee. Like, how did that happen? Like that, there's not much crossover between hillbilly rednecky kind moonshine of moonshine and hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I don't know how or why he bought skates, but um, he was. And he was one of the better linesmen in the league. Yeah. You know, not not the brightest ball, but yep. just a, an awesome – he was my roommate. He was mm-hmm. the first guy I met. And that line in there, he said, I got one nickname, Hammer or The Hammer. Yeah. When I first <laughs> met him, and I'm like, dude, that's true. And he goes, not from where I'm from. I'm like, all right, yeah. I got you. And uh, so – Every character in there is is based on a real person, and we changed every name but mine. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Raj, I love Raj. Is that like now you have an Indian American as a referee? That's also not often right. See, like it just no. seems like this is a very eclectic crew that's traveling around together. Raj came out of. Uh, we've been working with um, Mike Cerrone, who writes for the Farrelly Brothers, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, movies do really well in India. So it wouldn't hurt to have a, a you know, some mm-hmm. ethnicity in it. Okay. And and it and it was like morphed into this hilarious character. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, I love when you have like know. an unexpected character mm-hmm. like that. And he yeah. was he was he was like the rookie of the crew. Like, oh, okay. So that he's kind of like carrying the bags and yeah, yeah, he's yeah. getting treated like the lackey at mm-hmm. first, but he ends up being like a really 
successful. Cool. Yeah. 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 And he's based on a, uh, a friend of mine, and he actually out of Boston, Richie Leonard, who still referees. He lives down south still. And, um, and he was my roommate when he was a rookie in uh, Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And that's who he's based on. And he was originally, you know, um, what was his character's name? Uh, and and it, he changed into Raj. And uh, so it's it's kind of morphed. Over. We've been working on this thing for like probably a dozen years, wow. maybe more. Yep. So what are the next steps with the script? Do you feel like you're at a good place where like we've buttoned it up, we've tightened it up, and what now? It's just got to get in front of the right person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's tough because you can't get to the hockey people. You know, David E. Kelly wrote Mystery Alaska, and huge hockey guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, I, I'd have a better chance of getting a sit down with Putin. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's just getting it in front of the right people. Mm-hmm. and um, Or finding someone that has a bunch of money to throw away. Right. And make it, I mean, it. It, it wouldn't cost a lot to make because the, 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 the setting, you know, we need an apartment complex and, you know, maybe six hockey rinks. Yep. And that's it. Um, and I got plenty of people who want to be in it as extras, mm-hmm. to, you know, hockey players and stuff. So it's just, you know, I played street hockey with Dennis Leary in his backyard and, wow. and he'd make this movie in a second. But right. if I bring it up when I'm down there, I'll never get invited right. back. He's right. very much, you know, business is business. Mm-hmm. And, and right now we're playing know. street hockey motherfucker. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, don't pitch um, me while I'm having fun. <laughs> I didn't even tell him I was a comic when I first went down. Yeah. And he was like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I'm not here to name drop him. Yeah. I'm here to play hockey. Right. And um, so it's just a matter of like where. Street hockey. I'm sorry. Grown men playing street hockey. I just, that's kind of funny. Oh, and <laughs> it's not a normal Dude, thing. He'd have a, he, he had two tournaments, street hockey tournaments, uh, spring and fall. And it was legit, man. It was like, um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. You, strat, you know, you take cool. the knee pads on. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all, that and hockey gloves and a stick. And it was, and, it was legit. And you're not wearing rollerblades. You're on like sneakers. Sneakers, man. And, wow. And he had a whole Just, rink in his backyard. Really? Yeah. That he flooded in the winter. Yeah. And um, he since sold the house. It was in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was a lot of, I mean, it was kind of fun. I mean, it brings you right back to. You know, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move the net. That was my kid's car. And and you move everything over yep. to the side, then you pick up right where whoever had the whoever had the ball. That's awesome. You know, where they were. And um but it's it, like we're one person away from the Farley brothers. Yeah. You know, everyone knows them. And I've met I've met Bobby. Um mm-hmm. but it again, it's like it's not easy getting it in the right hands, but once yeah. it does, yep. It, it's original. It's not a remake. It's you know. It's funny. It's a sports it's movie a great from through the lens of the officials. No one likes the referee, right? Right. No, <laughs> my father. My father used to say, "I referees ruin every sport." <laughs> and he came with me to Wheeling, West Virginia, to do a playoff game in the East Coast League when I was refing down there. Mm-hmm. And, and it went to three overtimes. I couldn't walk after the game. Oh, wow! Right. And we get in the car, and he's like. You guys ruin every sport. Ah! <laughs> like, he couldn't even give you like, good job, son. Dad, we let him play. I said, like, you had, like, oh, yeah. If they made it that far, you swallowed the whistle. Like, you know, we, I, we actually had a penalty in the first overtime and the second overtime, mm-hmm. which is unheard of, but yeah. they were there. And uh, he was just so funny. He he hated referees. Yeah. God, did so he hate funny. And my brother's a ref, too. That's who yeah. got me into it. But, yeah, it's, it's a cool take on the sport. Yeah, no, this shows the gritty... You know, rise like you, you watch like Stanley Cup playoffs. Wow, look at these guys! They're you know, this is the luster is that. Mm-hmm. But 
to get there, like you had to pay your dues. You had to go up through these feeder leagues and and rise, and you had to share an apartment, and you had to like drive around to to games and yeah. school. But the 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 uh, the characters like awesome, awesome character development, and like I really liked them. I really liked where they're where they're going with the storyline. Like I was waiting for the woman to show up. Like where's the love interest? It's got to have that. Bam. The girl next door, you found her. Yeah. And then you try to hide Hillbilly from her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a very funny scene, you know. Uh, but then you guys are all hanging out, you know, making the best of your time together. I just loved it. Everything no, about it cool. was great. And it's it ended cool perfectly. It's not giving it away. Yeah, am I, am I saying too much? I just I, I, I don't really, know if you can spoil a movie that hasn't been made yet. But um, And then when you died at the end, I was crying. You know, I you thought know. that was when you got hit by the Zamboni. I was, I I was a part of I come back in the second penny yeah. box, too. Yeah. Um, I come back as like a, you know, a ghost character. Yeah. And I'm into pottery. But that's, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Royal Pizza has some great deals on quality meals. So if you don't feel like cooking tonight, give these guys a try. Buy any four pizzas. Get the fifth pizza of equal or lesser value free. Also, you can buy three large Royal subs and get $2 off. How about this deal? One large cheese pizza, one order of chicken fingers or wings, and a two-liter soda, only $29.99. And if you call now, you'll get $5 off orders of $45 or more. Now, here's the fine print. You must mention these coupons when ordering, and offers may not be combined. Visit royalpizza.com for a complete menu. Springtime represents renewal, rejuvenation, and a recommitment to that lawn you've wanted to remedy since last year. Now's the time to clean up those sticks and other yard debris, dethatch your grass, edge and mulch those beds, and lay down some fertilizer. Or let Mario's Lawn Care get your landscaping affairs in order for you. Call Mario for a consultation today at 508-962-2243. You know, you're an educator, so let's tee it up with this ridiculous story oh. about uh, the East Hampton, Massachusetts. If, if wherever you're listening to throughout whatever small town in in America you're listening to this from, we have a Massachusetts <laughs> town called East Hampton, and they have a school board, and uh, they offered they're looking for a superintendent, and they we talked a little bit about this in the last mm -hmm. episode. So uh, without getting too deep into it, the guy accepted the offer, uh, referred to the, the members of the board as ladies as he was giving the thank you acceptance email there. And they did about face on 180 and said, no, we're not doing this. You called me a lady. And that is that is not OK. Right. Liz. Yes. The story keeps oh, unfolding. I, it never you know ends. What? Do you guys remember years ago when all those voicemails of Mel Gibson screaming at his fiance came out. <laughs> yeah. That's what, the, like, every day I was like, there's more. Yeah. That's what this story is like for me. Okay. Like, by rescinding this offer to this gentleman mm -hmm. who referred to these women as ladies, they opened up Pandora's box because, mm -hmm. like, every day it's a different story. Yeah. So, you know, they claim that using the term ladies is a microaggression, and as an educator, he should know better, yada, yada, yada. And... Literally, Rick, two hours after I read the initial story about this mm -hmm. situation, I mm -hmm. was in a meeting that was um, all all women. It was set up by one of my female colleagues who's very senior in the organization. She opened it up with, hey, ladies, hope you're having a good day. And I was like, oh, are we not supposed to say that anymore? Like, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so 
it's per, if if I was the the recipient of that job offer mm-hmm. as a woman, and I said, "Ladies, thank you very much for the job offer. Can't wait to start." Is that the same thing? Good point. I didn't think of that. See, it's, yeah, it's gone too far. It's gone too far. Well, so so now they rescind this job offer from this gentleman, mm-hmm. and they offer it to another woman who <laughs> apparently. Once it was announced that she was given the job offer, the school committee received some complaints from students, and they rescinded that job offer. They haven't said exactly what those complaints were, but I I, I want you guys to guess. What do you think this woman did to have that job offer rescinded? She she, uh, said thank you to and called them all broads. Yeah. That's what she did. Thanks um, for the offer, you zany bitches. Okay. I'm going to apply for this job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to love so, my email. <laughs> so if, if, if all that dissolved so quickly, her yeah. getting this offer to it not being on the table anymore because mm-hmm. of some student complaints, like I have a top three guesses okay. as to what those complaints I are. I love it. Go One, ahead. she touched a kid. Yep. Two, she either used a racial or homophobic slur in someone's presence. Three, she's having an affair with someone in the school. In the school, yeah. Yeah. What it, school. So, like, I'm th- I would guess two. Mm-hmm. She said something, you know, fifteen years ago. Right. That someone searched and found, and you know, or she has a Confederate statue on her front right. lawn. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with she mm-hmm. said something in the past. That's what yep. I think. And someone found it, and you know, it's that's got to be it because um, I don't think the student body would care about the affair. Uh, stuff. Yes, that, that, that's drama. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah bring juicy. her in. <laughs> I'll hold the door open for her." And then also the the touching stuff. I mean, if if like if that happened, then she's not teaching anymore. Right. She's not even a candidate. Mm-hmm. So it probably is uh, a. a a passing reference in a, in a newspaper a tweet you know, quote or a tweet. Yeah. Or, or maybe she actually has integrity <laughs> and said, wait a minute, I got this job only because he used a term that is a word mm-hmm. that's, yeah. I mean, I don't understand microaggressions anyway, but, mm-hmm. you know, and actually had integrity and said, no, I'm not second fiddle. Right. I'm not getting this job just because... You know, I, I you hired someone that was more qualified and then got rid of him because he said a word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking this job. I mean, yeah. it, it's a long shot because integrity doesn't seem to be, you know, something that people value too much right. in I this do, world. I, but I'm going to give her the I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she had some integrity and said, no, I don't want to be second choice. Yeah, I, I think it's more what you said, Mark, about she used a word or a term or said something in some type of public forum and. It was brought to the committee's attention, and they were like, oh, man, we, like, rescinded the job offer for the dude that said ladies, and here she's using XYZ term, like, which is much worse or whatever. We can't, this looks, this reflects poorly on us. Yeah. But now they're just in, like, a total mess. They are superintendent free, and... Who wants that job? Well, oh, seriously, like, uh, yeah. how... Uh, well, that's the other thing. It's like, this guy is probably like, if you were coming at me about ladies, this other person's like... Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm walking into, right. but this looks like a setup for failure, mm-hmm. like opportunity. This is very, I'm risk adverse, and I just feel like I'm going to show up and I'm wearing the wrong shirt or right. something. I'm going to get pulled into the, you know. Well, it's gotten to the point where what what you can deem anything offensive Completely. or a microaggression, well, like yeah, it, this it, is, in its words, this they're is, words. Right. It, this is the problem with our society is they don't everyone 
you know, I know there's certain words we don't say, mm-hmm. you know, but... Um, Which ones are they? <laughs> <laughs> Lady. Yeah. Um, no, it, 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 and, and we lost hmm. track of the fact that they're, they're just sound waves mm-hmm. that yeah. go in and bounce around some, ner- you know, bones that I can't name, and we give them meaning. And yeah. we can shoot, like, what we're teaching the kids is, uh, you know, words can hurt you. Right. And it's like, and, and, and I'll have students come up to me and say, you know, Johnny, call me stupid. And my first question is, well, are you? Right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and they look at you like, no. Mm-hmm. And you go, all right, why are you letting it bother you? Yes. Yeah. It's just their opinion. Like, don't take it personally. And why are we teaching kids this instead of teaching them, hey, if you find this word, like, what happens if someone doesn't like horse? Right. You know, and, and all of a sudden horse is not allowed. Mm-hmm. And we, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, where does it stop? Well, and I think people forget about intent, right? Like, what was this, this gentleman's intent by using the term ladies was to be respectful and to thank them for the job opportunity. It wasn't to degrade them. It wasn't to put them in their place. Like women don't belong in positions of leadership. It was, his intent was be, to be respectful. And it's a word that like, it's not linked Right. Like certain words right. to disrespect. Mm-hmm. That's what doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. is like, why is that not okay? And what did they want to be called? Mm-hmm. Like what would be acceptable? Right. You know, like birthing persons, like it's yeah. all these terms that are coming out and it's mm-hmm. like, what's acceptable now? What, what can you say? What can't you say? And you know, for me being offended is a choice. Yeah. Just like being happy, mad, sad, mm-hmm. you choose your emotions. You can easily choose not to be offended. We see it in comedy. People mm-hmm. come, and it's like, if you go to a comedy show expecting to be offended, it's stupid. Don't come. That's like going <laughs> to a horror movie and being pissed that you got scared. Right. Yeah. Like, right. where is the logic there? Yes. And what, ha- like, what, what happens if someone says, well, I, I think they shouldn't make horror movies because they're scary. You know, and, and that's, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. What are we going to shut down that whole genre of movies? Right. right. So and the problem mm-hmm. is, one person complains. Next thing you know, the Christmas tree is out of the lobby. exactly. Yeah. And it, and it's like, where does it end? Why? Well, what? Why? Like, where does it end? I think we need to hit pause because it, in society, not the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, are we going on too much? Yeah, no. Did I uh, microaggression? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I've I've chosen to be offended, Mark. <laughs> now, like Andrew Delavolpe last week was saying, as a liberal, he's like, we're the most annoying people ever. Mm-hmm. And it's like if we're we're always trying to find the next thing, and if you're not offended by something, you might as well be, you know, you know, one of the bad guys. And and um, let's just chill out. Let's just take a beat, right? And stop jumping on the bandwagon when only the bandwagon is driven by one person. Right. Right. One person said something and the Boston Globe is like all over this. Let's have a dis- debate. Let's have a discussion. Let's get viewpoints from it. You mm-hmm. know, the, let's get let's support this person. Forget I, about common sense. We don't need that. Yep. We don't oh, need that's that. Out <laughs> <the window. laughs> yes. That's out the window. It is. Completely. It is. And I put it back it, it, not to, you know, it's a nice transition to education. But, mm-hmm. you know, we the the education system in this country has been broken for years. Mm-hmm. And instead of teaching and I teach at a Montessori school. So our philosophy is a little different. Our approach is a little different. But one of the things we teach two and a half year olds, you know, is how to solve a problem, how to mm-hmm. communicate, how to, you know, accept people and accept their opinion and realize that not everyone thinks like you. And why aren't we teaching that in public schools? Why don't we stress? And yeah, I get it. Writing, math, it's all important. But if we get them at an age where it's they're impressionable, 
and teach them empathy, mm-hmm. teach them acceptance, teach them, you know, to think on their own and not take things personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that will change society. But we're, we haven't figured that out yet because we're too worried about exactly. lady and being yeah. offended by words instead of teaching these kids that it's, it's, there's a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we don't do that. Not we, everybody we don't has, do that. yeah, intelligence is diverse, right? This sounds like we're kind of transitioning yeah. into what yes. you wanted to tee up. Yeah. Uh, based off of a TED Talk mm-hmm. that you say is about how education's killing creativity. Schools kill creativity, schools. yes. And this is a, from a TED Talk from years from, ago. Yeah, but from 2006. Take from it away. Ken Robinson, yeah. who is a author and former professor. Um, and he, when he talks about creativity, he doesn't mean like, the arts and music and dancing. It's its like a way of thinking. And schools are, I mean, our kids just came off of taking MCAS, right? Ugh, what it, what it, what's that going to do for my kids? Nothing. 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 Can I tell you something, though? Mm-hmm. My son, uh, we asked him about it. He said it was fun. That's what Leslie said last night because they got extra recess and no homework. Oh, oh. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. listened to that last <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they... <clears throat> took the MCAS last week or whatever it was. So the weeks leading up to it, what did my kids do? They learned what they had to repeat on the MCAS test. Mm-hmm. What is that teaching them? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's teaching them how to take a test. Exactly. And it, it's killing the creativity of yep. teachers. It's more people leaving the field because um, they're stuck teaching to a test. Mm-hmm. Right? I never gave a test. I was the teacher that never gave. My yeah. summative assessment was one of these projects. And you yeah. have to apply. There's a thing called Bloom's Taxonomy where it's like a triangle. And at the bottom, it's like recall, you know, show me kind of stuff. And then at the top, it's like apply your knowledge. Like, okay, you learn something. Now do something with it. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing. I, I always brag about this because I was so proud of these girls. It was a group of four girls that worked together on their summative assessment on the Russian Revolution. And they did a puppet show. Oh, my God. And, and their dad made <laughs> them a little awesome. puppet show stage. Mm-hmm. And they had painted it. So, you know, like they're really into this. They made they put all the effort into their, well, Rick, what, what are they learning? They're learning how to, like, decorate a sock. No, they're talking about the material. They're writing a script. They're yeah. putting this all together. And the, the title of their puppet show was Keeping Up with the Zardashians. Oh, my God. And, Brilliant. And, and, and they were that's all... Creativity. They, I mean, mm-hmm. that's awesome. When Rasputin made his entrance, oh, all the girls were like, all the puppets ah. were like losing their mind <laughs> over him. And one of them was like, he kind of smells bad. I'm like, they're picking up, they remembered everything. Yes. Yep. And, and they didn't yeah. have to take it, fill in a bubble. No, or, you A, know. B, C, or D. Right. You know, none of that. They, yeah. they yeah. crushed it. They and, crushed it. Yeah. And I think, uh, traditionally speaking, the Montessori not was you know, outside of this box, but mm-hmm. our schools are so focused on the outcomes. You get a positive outcome in high school, you're going to get a, you're going to get into a good college, you get a positive outcome in college, you're going to get a good job. And it's a very like linear yeah. um, black and white way of thinking. Whereas like, if you let a kid fail, like they'll figure they out, learn how, they learn from that. And my, one of my favorite quotes from the Ted talk was, if you're not prepared to be wrong, you'll never come up with anything original. And I feel like that's so true. Mm-hmm. And you know, I see it in, in my business, working in marketing. Like, we test a lot of stuff. Some stuff works, some stuff doesn't. We still learn from the stuff that doesn't work. We do the tests to teach them how to study, teach them what's going to work. Like, I had a girl years ago who couldn't spell a word to save her life. Well, she was a dancer. Mm-hmm. And so we, in, in the failing process, came up with her choreographing a dance every week 
for her vocab words, and she never got another one wrong the rest oh of the God. year. So that's the process. Yeah. That's the, you know, it's okay to get a 40 on a test because now, did you study? Well, I studied for two hours. Well, how did you study? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously that doesn't work for you. So maybe you have to, you know, be quizzed auditorily. And that's what kids learn in the Montessori method in the younger ages so Mm -hmm. that they carry that into a more traditional setting. And, you know, there's Montessori schools out there and it's like, oh, do whatever you want. You know, that's not what every... And I don't think it's what Maria Montessori intended. Mm -hmm. I think she intended more of a, um, you know, an organic kind of teaching method that can change based on... We have kids going, you know, to private schools, public schools, parochial schools, and they do it differently there. Right. So if we don't teach them, we're not preparing them for success. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about, and we don't do MCAS. Uh, I don't teach to a test. I teach, you know, and it changes within, you know, right now we're, we're looking at the universe and space, one of my favorite topics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to build a parachute that's one of the projects they do. They're going to make their own constellation and come up with a story that goes with it. You know, that that creativity is there. Mm-hmm. And some kids will excel in the art. Some kids mm-hmm. will excel in the storytelling and the writing. You know, some kids might think it sucks, but do it because sometimes in life you got to do what you don't like. Right. You know, and you teach that stuff so that when they go to, you know, move on in their educational career and get into being an adult... They don't have the mother calling their boss, complaining that the mm-hmm. boss yelled at them because they <laughs> screwed up. It's like, no, give empower the kid to right. find their voice, be able to say, hey, th- th- I don't get this. I need help with this because it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And you got to learn that at a young age. And if you don't, you know, think of how many adults would be, m- you know, better off if they knew how to ask for help. Right. That's something you know, I'm actually and- working with my son who's a freshman in high school on that, that self-advocacy piece which trying to get him to do that as a 14, almost 15-year-old boy, it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. And if he was taught at a younger age, I think he would be much more successful now because, I mean, he feels self-conscious going up to a teacher after class and saying, like, hey, are you going to be after school today? I need some help. And so, and we try to, like, reinforce it with him at home and say, like, this is to your benefit. But, you know, if he was doing that in first grade it would be just automatic Second and he would nature. feel comfortable with the communication, whether it's verbal or email, but it's a struggle. I, I actually want to, and I want to do a bunch of things, but ADHD keeps me from follow through. But um, <laughs> one of the, I would love to go to middle schools. I think that's, I'd love to do it earlier, but middle school is really, I think crucial. And maybe in sixth grade, teach that how to think another, how to, you know, um, uh, before you think another thought and the four agreements mm-hmm. and teach that to kids so that it, and I think the bullying problem yeah. could be solved if everyone just learned how to think better and how not to be bothered by other people's opinions. Yep. You know, and, and it, people always say to me, well, it's, you know, easier said than done. Yeah. It takes a little work. You got to rework and rewire how you think, but it's doable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it just takes practice, you know, and you can get to the point where, whether you tell me I'm great or I suck, I don't care. It's just your opinion. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. I listen to it. But I'm not going to make it change the way I think about myself. Yeah. And that's what kids need to learn. And we don't teach it because we're too busy teaching, a, you know, this test. Right. And this foolishness that's not going to help them later on in life. And especially where our kids 
are struggling so much these days with mental health. I mean, that the report that came out from the CDC a couple months back, the rise in depression, the rise in attempted suicide or suicidal ideation. I mean, it's rampant. And, you know, and let's that, not let's not teach them how to deal with that. Right. Let's not teach, you know, have a class in that. Let's keep teaching them, you know, uh, physics or algebra that, that, you know, half the kids aren't ever going to use in their life yep. if they don't go into science or math. Exactly. And, and the other problem with high school, too, is we teach, we're teaching to get kids into college. Well, not everyone goes to college. Right. And it's okay not to go to college. And what is it? 75% of careers now don't require a college degree. So it's like we're, we're, we're making, and then those kids that aren't going to get into college or school isn't their thing, now that's affecting their, their self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And now they think, you know, I'm a failure because I didn't get into X, Y, and Z like right. my buddy, and I'm going to go work as a mechanic. Well, why not let that kid have a path? You know, why not have those tracks? And we have, you know, um, trade schools, mm-hmm. but those are usually private and cost money. Why not have like multiple tracks? You so you have the college track, you have the, you know, um, trade track, mm-hmm. and let kids figure out what they want. Yeah. So that they're not graduating and picking a, a, a you know, a a, a, a a major that at the time might seem good. I wanted to train killer whales when I was eighteen. <laughs> you know, I mean that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Is that really? Uh, honest to God, I I went I applied to Miami and URI specifically for that. That's and then amazing. the rest of it was I wanted to be a uh, television sportscaster. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I went to school for. What, what um, a specific right. niche. Right. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Love the, yeah. killer, <laughs> the killer whale is fascinating. You, there's only and, one employer, SeaWorld. Right. I mean, where else is it? <laughs> and they, and they want to kill you. Right. Yeah. yeah I found right. that out after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, you know, I didn't, like, you don't know. And now I become a teacher and a comedian mm-hmm. and a hockey ref. Like, yeah. none of that was on my plate. Yeah, you don't know where life school. is going to take no. you, well, right? You, you, no. When There's, you're 15, 16, 17 years old. No, you're trying to get through the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. especially nowadays, you're just trying to get through the day to get home. And the problem is, if something happens at school, it's filmed, it's put online, yep. and now you got some guy, you know, in Yugoslavia telling you suck. Not yep. only your buddy who, you know, back in the day, you had a fight at the playground, and you lost to... Stephen Parasino, and, <laughs> you know, got your ass kicked. <laughs> only the people that were at the fight yes, and yeah. only your school the next mm-hmm. day knew about it. Mm-hmm. And you had to fight two or three more kids because they gave you a hard time mm-hmm. about losing. But it wasn't put online. Yeah. You know, it wasn't for everyone in Kansas and California to see you get your ass kicked at the playground yeah. and then tell you you suck. That's a whole nother issue in this whole social media piece, which plays a role, mm-hmm. but... Usually it's negative. Well, we got to wrap things up. So I just feel like uh, on closing thoughts, uh, we're talking about creativity being compromised and also empathy. I feel like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of this stuff. We're all talking about brain stuff, which I I love doing. It's like, how do we end society? Like, how do we how do we behave and how do we make it work? And I was just curious, Liz, was there in this TED talk? And the Mm -hmm. reason why you reference it, because it is from like 2006. Yeah, but, but it's. It's the popularity that it's it's what the most 
most watched, viewed TED Talk. I'm going to go watch history. it right now. Yeah. It's great. And when I kind of Googled it and Googled Ken Robinson, who unfortunately passed away in 2020 of cancer, but he's the author of a couple books. You'd probably, you might even own them mm-hmm. um, just based on what you were <laughs> if sharing. If I don't, so, I'm going to download yeah. them on Audible. Um, but so many articles have been written since 2006, as recently as last year, referring back to this TED Talk and, and people in education agreeing with him. And what so what can we do about it? So clearly... No progress has been made yeah. from 2006 to 2023, well, and it's people are still saying it's a problem. We have almost a generation removed from his original mm-hmm. opinion, and nothing's been done. So, Liz, it's, is the guy <clears throat> the guy identified the problem? Does he offer some solutions? I mean, it's more just about changing the approach that we have in the classroom and not, you know, doing things like teaching to tests and recognizing kids as individuals. He gives a great example of um, a woman who who ended up being, I think, the former choreographer of the musical Cats, who as a child um, was labeled disruptive. Teachers complained about her. the mom took her to the doctor and was like, I don't know what to do. She just won't st- sit still. She won't pay attention, blah, blah, blah. And so this doctor took the mom and said, let's go in another room. And he put on some music and left the daughter in the room with the music. And they just waited. And she just got up and started dancing. And so she's like, he's like, your daughter's not dumb and she's not a problem. She's a dancer. Channel her energy there. Mm-hmm. And she did. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, yeah, it's recognizing kids as individuals. They're not these little robots mm-hmm. that are going to spend their lives filling out the right bubble in a standardized test. Right. One right. of you as an adult taking a standardized test. No, never. 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 Yep. never. Mm-hmm. It's I've just... had to fill out some bullshit surveys before <laughs> I get to see my doctor. <laughs> yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. and but, you gotta circle the right number yeah. in order to get the right <laughs> treatment. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right, so let's wrap it up, but before we do that, Mark, do you have anything to promote? You got anything coming up? Yeah, I feel wanna, bad we got real plug? serious on brain talk and stuff. That, that was fascinating, I came here to tell dick jokes as a comedian. <laughs> we can do that next time. I didn't get one in. I, I, love a, one in. I love a good dick joke, so save that for later. Uh, is that word okay? <laughs> yeah. um, no, we have a show coming up in Medfield at the yeah. Zulu Gallery on right. uh, May 11th. Yep. And uh, that'd be a great one to go to. And, you know, um, you, we're wicked funny. And yeah, it's uh, good. it'll be fun. It'll yeah, be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun. We're, we got two shows. Uh, Seven o'clock and then eight thirty. The seven o'clock is almost sold out and sold out, and the uh, eight thirty is half sold out. So look at that! Awesome, we're huge draws in Medfield. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're the, <laughs> selling out all the big rooms. We are gonna blow the roof off of that art gallery. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to a sportsman's club tomorrow night to tell jokes in Connecticut. Oh, that's great. probably have dead Fun. animals hanging on the walls. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, that's what you we'll do. bring them in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Liz, you want to, uh, well, thanks for coming in, Mark. I, I love that. Uh, yeah, do you want to promote in. your socials? Yeah. Yeah, it's all markreillycomedy.com. Uh, that's my website, and then my handles on the social. Um, <laughs> Don't you feel all, funny being like our age? We're adults. I'm trying to figure out the TikTok. I really Oh, am. God bless you. I'm going to post some videos. I'm trying to get, I was trying to get them out this week, mm-hmm. some videos, and, and all I do is go on there and I get, you know, Pull uh, car stops, court dramas, and boobs. That's all I got <laughs> on my feed. The algorithm knows me, yeah. but that's. Um, but it's all Mark Riley comedy, and I I have that comedian was funny dot com. 
if you can't remember my name, comes mm-hmm. right to me, and I'd love to follow, close the wounds from middle school. The more popular I get on social media. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, Scuttlebutts, thank you guys for listening. Uh, visit smalltownscuttlebutt.com and send us an email with grievances, show topics, small town scuttlebutt happenings. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at smalltownscuttlebutt. And please go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe so other scuttlebutts can find us. Thanks, guys. How about a round of applause for all of our sponsors? APC Pest and Termite Control, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, Mario's Lawn Care, Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, and Winslow Design.